in a world crying out for a top ten show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top ten. Take it away, boys. Everybody and welcome to another episode of Topic Thunder. Here from the top ten, I am John Roca, and I am Matt Notes. This is a show that we do each and every week for our patrons over at Patreon.com forward slash the top ten with the number ten. They send in whatever they'd like us to to answer. Uh, we don't know what it is beforehand. We get them. Uh, we read them as we get them. And John, I believe it's your turn to start. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, we got this one from Mike Chaput or Chaput as C H A P U T. I don't know how. Hope I'm saying that correctly. He says, hi, guys. Thoughts for discussion or maybe an episode. Movie scenes that drive you crazy and are repeated through the years and the decades. For you personally, it's like, stop doing that. Two of mine, for example, the infamous shot through the binoculars of two circles. Aren't we past this? Do they really think if they show one circle that the viewers will be confused? Two, the typical phone call in the middle of the night. Do they reach for the phone to answer? No, they awkwardly reach for the light switch to turn on the light. Really? How about just answering the phone? I understand the viewer needs to see the actor, but maybe, just maybe, you could light the scene in another way. Moonlights, streetlights, etc. All right, there's my rants. How about you? Matt, Nost, what makes you say, stop doing that? Um, I know I mentioned it once in the past, but when, like, two characters are be talking and then one walks away and dramatically, like, stares off into a window and continues the conversation, it's like, that's never fucking happened. In a million years. To the degree, every once again, I'm sure it's happened in real life. Yeah. But in movies, it happens all the time. It's like yeah. I've never experienced a conversation where someone longingly looks out a window. <laughs> and it's just a drift in thought while maintaining the conversation with the other person. It's like, I, this is, why does this keep happening? <laughs> but to be fair, you probably wouldn't be friends with someone who would do that. So to be fair, are you friends with people that would do that? I don't know if I am. I, I can't. I can't remember every interaction I've had with anybody. But I mean, if someone's super depressed, they might look out the window while they're having a conversation with you. I don't know, but I hear you. That's to stand up and dramatically thing. walk over to. Yeah, that's different. That's different. This I agree with. The whole sitting down. If you're if you're there and someone just kind of stares out a window and keeps staring at a window as they talk to you, that's not out of the norm. But yes, yeah, standing up in the middle of the room and then walking over. To stare out the window just longingly. I, mean, I realize it makes for a good shot because you can get a good two shot with one in the foreground and the yeah, other, yeah, yeah. like in the you know background. Uh, but that being said, I think that's a it's a bit ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. For me, the one that jumps out that just happened last night because season three of Breeders is back on Hulu, uh, and we're catching up. And I was, I hate the scene where the parent like reaches for something and the camera kind of keeps focused on the parent. And when the parent comes back, the child is gone. Now I know children run off and whatever, but like you sense when the child is near you from the sounds of the physical nature. And so they kind of trick you into thinking that all of a sudden sound completely disappears and a child just runs off. And I've, I've never seen that in a store. A child usually runs off saying something or screaming something or that I've seen a million times. 
but I've never seen a child just quietly and silently just walk away while you're grabbing a drink out of the shelf uh, in the one of those open, um, one of those uh, little mini fridges they have in those stores. So I, I, I to me, I always go, this, I get why you're doing that, but it's not believable. It just wouldn't be something that would happen, you know. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have kids. Yeah. So well. I don't. I'm around, you know, nieces and nephews and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Did they ever just walk away silently in the middle of a store and just ignore you? It seems odd to me. I I don't know. Because mm. they, they're all different. They all have different personalities. True. <clears throat> so I have one nephew that's kind of quiet. Uh-huh. And I could see him doing that. Um, But he's older now. You know, he's in his 20s. Right. Which is weird. But... um. There might have been a time, but the rest of them are kind of rambunctious, as kids yeah. often are. So, yeah, I don't know about It's done uh, to shock the one. audiences, though, right? It's done to shock the audience. Like, you, the camera all of a sudden becomes a close-up on the person so that you feel like the person is so singularly focused on what they're doing, they have no sense of the child. I think it's more effective to have the shot of the parent look at and the child just slowly wanders off. That is more believable. Uh, but to shoot from the parent point of view where they come back and the child is gone, I just have issues with that. Cause I'm like, I don't think that would happen. I just don't sense that that would happen in that way. You know? Uh, and it, what, what, what else? Is there anything else that bothers you and, and clear or just cliche that you hate seeing in movies or TV shows? Um, I'll tell you what I, I watched uncharted it's not really a cliche but the blatant continuity errors <laughs> yeah throughout that movie worse yeah i mean after a while i'm just tallying my head oh they were wet three seconds ago head to toe and now they're stone cold dry like yeah. how did how did nobody nobody said anything and after i saw that happen once it happens a second time and then there was another one where fucking Mark Wahlberg gets handed a glass of wine and he's holding it in a very distinct way and then it cuts to another shot and it's different and then back to the distinct way and then another shot and you're like there's no is there a continuity editor or someone in charge of this on this fucking set there's supposed to be there's There's supposed to be be, yeah and then I looked it up afterwards and it's like from the director of Venom and I'm like that makes a lot more sense to me (laughs) afterwards I should have known and uh, I should have looked that up beforehand uh because I would have not watched more than likely, uh, <laughs> even though those movies make a bajillion dollars. Yeah, doesn't mean I agree. Let's see what other. There's got to be other tropes, well, cliches. What about the car hitting someone just out of the blue? I don't think that's possible. Yes, do cars hit people? Yes, that is. But like in movies, you're you're trained in those scenes to believe that somehow. These people don't hear a car coming. You know, like in Mean Girls, when What's Her Face gets hit by the bus, you tell me she isn't hearing a loud-ass bus coming down the fucking road or whatever, and I see it a number of times. It's different if they're, like, stepping out past a car or something like that because that's just that happens. But, like, if it's a busy street and you can hear it and all of a sudden, bam, it, to me, it's just like, come on, that that isn't believable. Um, uh, people are so aware of their surroundings that it just – would not be believable for me. And every time they do it, I just go, ah, I, I mean, you, for shock you say time, that, still. but you can find footage, footage of people almost getting hit by trains because they're just on their phone walking like next right. to a track and there's a fucking train coming. Yeah. 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 And someone has to pull them out of the way. Right. So, but they're distracted. 
in the in the scenes that I see, they're just having a conversation with somebody, or That's... they're doing uh, they're doing a big tell off, and then they jump out into the road, just randomly walk out into the road. That's I mean, they're weird. distracted by the conversation. I know what you mean, though. It's yeah. it could happen every once and again, but to to the degree that happens. Although, much, yeah. in a comedy, I mean, it's played specifically for the laugh, and it's the right. over the top Keystone Cops nature of it. Right. Right. Um, so Mean Girls is falls probably closer to that. But world like meet than... Joe Black. But like meet Joe Black when he's all of a sudden he just like, oh, I see it turns around. Bam, 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 bam. It's like, motherfucker, you're in a big city street. You're not going to walk out onto the road. It just little things like that. You're just like, eh. You say that, but then the Dustin Hoffman scene in, in Midnight Cowboy, that's, that's real. Taxi. That's a different situation. Meet Joe Black's in New York. And yeah, he gets hit by a taxi. Yeah, but he's not a, uh, how can I say this? He's not, he's not Ratso Rizzo. Like Ratso Rizzo, uh, is, you know, kind of a, what do you call that? Self, self-destructive guy. Whereas this dude is much more upwardly mobile and successful. And so he'd be more careful, more aware of the situation. You think so, but right. then people well, die in stupid ways every day. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah True. I, I know what you mean. Especially to get hit like that. Yeah. 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 In Meet Joe Black, I mean, it is cartoonish. It, it is like so something out of Looney Tunes. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, he gets crushed. Oh, yeah. Out of nowhere. And then ping-ponged around. Um, <laughs> at it least Ratso like... Rizzo is like, walk in here. Uh, but that's a legitimate, you know, they all, he almost got hit by a real car. That was not something that was planned. Yeah. Or how about those ones where you get hit by a car, like Mel Gibson doesn't leave the weapon and you just keep running or you get bullshit. <laughs> what kind of person you are. If you get hit by a car, bitch, I don't care yeah, how much training you've got. You're going dude, he's down. unhinged, you know? <laughs> sure, sure, but it doesn't affect his bones. His bones don't all of a sudden become unbreakable, man. <laughs> just well, that's why they originally tried to cast him as Wolverine. He turned him down, but he's got adamantium <laughs> in his skeleton already. Dude, he'd have been a great Wolverine. Holy shit, he'd have been a great Wolverine. Well, the problem is he wouldn't have been able to hang on as long as Hugh. Uh, no. Too much stuff would have come out and then would yeah, have ruined the uh, – <laughs> we wouldn't be clamoring for another Hugh Wolverine. We'd have another Ezra. We'd have another Ezra situation. Oh, that dude is <laughs> falling – I mean, so far into the deep end. It's actually impressive uh. at this point. <laughs> I'm looking at some of these just jog my idea. I like the uh, jog my ideas in my head, but I, li I like this one. The idea of hacking into the Pentagon in three minutes. <laughs> oh, it's like the swordfish. You got to hack into this while you're getting a blow job. And he's like, no problem. It's gonna clack, 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 clack. I'm in with one second to spare. That's uh, a trope I hate is the <laughs> shit happens with one second left on the clock or oh, the yeah, dark yeah. night rises. And he's been gone for six months, and for some reason they've been just driving this bomb around Gotham for six months, and he shows up on the last day. Yeah, that movie's got a lot of why was this the choice? <laughs> um, but yeah, last second savior shit. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. <laughs> Breaking into that or like uh. Was it the core? You ever see that terrible oh, yeah, movie? Yeah, the core. Yeah, and the movie. the nerdy guy from Road Trip plays the hacker guy, and he can get into <laughs> anything and whatnot. And they're interviewing at one point. And he takes like somebody's phone, and 
some uh, the tin foil from a piece of gum and it's like does the blow thing into it and he's like now nah, I've just unlocked unlimited that's based on a real thing yeah but that... you're also getting interrogated by the highest echelons yeah. of <laughs> FBI NSA somebody and you're just gonna casually like here hand me your phone uh huh <laughs> yep no problem <laughs> I can multitask I can keep all this in my head like, all right dude I think you'd be scared shitless right now but. <laughs> What about walking away from explosions? Are we done with that? Are we done? Does that irritate you at all? Or does that still look cool when you see it? Uh, I mean, you know, it's bullshit. So, <laughs> and everybody knows it's bullshit. So you only see it in like the rock movies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you go into that with the expectation that it's fine. <laughs> now, if we saw Helen Mirren outside of Fast and Furious do that in a movie, you'd be like, yeah. what is this? This right. is nuts. It's crazy. Yeah. Like if I in the sky and she was on the ground when they send those drones or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. And they yeah. explode and whatnot, and she's just casually walking away. That would look weird. <laughs> but in the type of movie it's in, I think yeah. it's it's you're already suspending so much disbelief that it doesn't really – that almost looks realistic by comparison. Yeah. I got another one here. Cutting hair to convey trauma. Saying, uh, why do so many screenwriters resort to having a character who's usually female convey this experience by cutting her hair uh, in terms of dealing with it that she's been through a lot? And it, it says it becomes particularly abhorrent when she can give herself a perfect hairdo using only a pair of scissors and some dim bathroom lighting. <laughs> I think that's very true. <laughs> because women pay like, dude, women, when I hear how much it costs for a woman to get her hair cut, it's like. There's no way you can do that in a fucking bathroom with a pair of scissors, dude. It's, there's so much involved. Well, depending on what your hairstyle is, you could get away with it. Aside from bald, I don't know any because it'll be uneven. Like, what do you like? Uh, you would just be so anal retentive about getting it right, don't you think? Once again, I think it depends on the hairstyle because I know plenty of uh, girls that just cut their ends for the split ends. Oh. And then eventually go in for a haircut, but they do maintenance until they really need to get, you know, their, right. their hair shortened. Yeah. Uh, but to convey trauma, the first thing I thought of was Britney Spears shaving her head. Shaving her head is fine. That's easy. There's not that much. That's thing. true. If it's That's a perfect haircut. Yeah. Uh, I go shave yeah. my head right now. I'll be back in 10 minutes. It's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> you want a toe? I'll get no, you a I fucking toe. A toe. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I'm saying to convey the trauma. I mean, she was going yeah. through. Oh, I yeah. can't even imagine the the microscope that she lived under. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, I guess there's a little bit of truth in that. But yeah, the perfect haircut after it's like the Austin Powers mocking uh, when him and Elizabeth Hurley see the two guards go into the bathrooms that look oh, nothing yeah. like them shape wise, and go kick their ass and take their clothes, and it's just perfectly tailored. Perfect fit. <laughs> yeah. Walking out. I, I That's one of my favorite scenes. It's like perfect to lampoon that. That happens more often. That's Ugh. what killed me about the, the Hawkeye series. Oh, yeah? Oh, because of the thing. In the first episode, she puts on the suit, and it fits marvelously. And you're like, you, you're nothing this size of Jeremy Renner. <laughs> you're not even close. Perfect. Perfect fit. Even if you're the same height, he's wider than you. Yeah. So yeah. it should be baggy on. And I was like, okay, well. This is already my least favorite Avenger, so I'm good to bail on this. Yeah. 
I'm getting to the point with uh, the Fast and Furious movies where it's a bit much in terms of. (laughs) No, I know, but it's a bit much in terms of the fact that we're we're we we haven't said that these motherfuckers have superpowers, so we've kind of crossed that line now where it's like these guys are able to do all kinds of maddening things, um, and are okay with it apparently, and nothing happens to them, and it's kind of weird. Uh, and no concussion, no like long lasting effects. Even Tom Cruise put himself in the hospital at the end of the last Mission Impossible movie. Dom has never been to a hospital in all these films. And there is this, like, it kind of perpetuates the stupid belief for the, for the people who aren't that intelligent who go see these movies that like, yeah, I could survive this shit. You know, I'm a man and all this kind of nonsense when, you know, I can show you 20 TikTok videos just today that show you the fucking fallacy of that about men and, and their abilities to handle pain. So it's like, it's just, this is just ridiculous that he is not dead from brain damage uh, by now. And so I'm getting to the point, well, fine, I'm past the point where I think it's acceptable and it's a little frustrating. I want to see some, a little bit of, of reality. I mean, even Stallone gave Rocky brain damage in Rocky Five, And yeah, it wasn't the smartest thing, but. He still was trying to say, make a commentary about um, what happens to fighters who stay in the ring too long. You know. Well, <laughs> yes. I mean, I agree with you on the Stallone. I, yeah. The outcome wasn't great, but he's more grounded in reality, whereas mm-hmm. Fast and Furious have just gone off the deep end. It, it was supposed them, to be. Yeah. Yeah, originally. Yeah. Uh, but the difference between them is eventually Vin figured out the healing powers of family and once you have family (laughs) you can overcome any battle or strife and that's what that's what tom is missing you know he had a family and then had to let it go because he was fearful of the repercussions of his actions Mm. but that's too realistic yeah Yeah, so now they're gonna they've gone to space so i i don't know where they go next but it's gonna be amazing i can't wait (laughs) well yeah they've gone to space it's gotta be uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a good point. What's next? I don't They're going to fight the sun. <laughs> On the sun. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Riding solar flares. They lasso a solar flare. <laughs> Lucas Black is going to come up with this car that can't be burnt by the sun. And Dom is going to drive it into the sun. It's perfect. I think a uh, departure from the norm, but I th- I see you get first-time screenwriter Ezra Miller for this because I think you <laughs> could really tap into and – Come out with some gems. I do. I mean, seriously. I know, dude. The video, the last videos from Hawaii, you're like, oh, Oof. this guy needs psychiatric help. A lot. Yeah. And the, a studio that just keeps not getting involved, this is an issue. This is an issue that they need to address for sure. Yeah. Um, and I don't, and I'm sure Warner Brothers has had conversations with his people, whatever, but like clearly there needs to be a stronger hand being used here. Um, because this kid is off the, off the, you know, off the rails. And so they got to get to a better job ring it yeah. back in. I mean, I well, hope he's all right. I hope he yeah, of course, of course. eventually yeah, yeah. writes the ship and gets back to some semblance of normalcy. Or maybe this was who he always was. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. That's a fair what point. If, what if he's the normal one and we're all the weirdos? You know, it's like a <laughs> no. Twilight Zone. Nope. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> you know, perception well, is reality. So to him, he's living his truth. Yeah. Although there are days 
you know, lately where, you know, certain calls to action and I see how many people respond to it that I go, my God, are, are, are we going to become the unpopular opinion? I don't know. It's kind of scary. It's a fair point. Um, anyway, let's move on. Uh, I think we answered that really well. What, what do we got there, Matt? What's our next one? Uh, it comes from uh, Nicholas Baldwin. He says, hello again, guys. After my, my last replying message, I figured I would go ahead and rifle in a few more of these while I was thinking about it. Continuing with our social science supported questions, what is your most tre- treasured memory and what do you value most in friendship? Thanks for all you do. Keep it coming and hope you're getting to enjoy the summer out in California. Yeah, it is hot. It is summertime. Um, Treasured memory, probably, um, I was thinking about this actually the other day, uh, cross country with my dad when I, when we first moved, when I first moved out to LA back in 2000, and I've mentioned it on the show, uh, you know, um, I only saw him a few more times after that before he passed. And so getting to spend those hours on him and we didn't fight once, which was like just not thinkable at the time. And we were clearly changing in our relationship and it was a wonderful time, a wonderful time. He was never more patient, more understanding. We broke down in Arizona with no cell signal in a diesel Mm -hmm. U-Haul in the mountains. And it was scary. And yet, you know, no overreactions, no, like in the past where he'd get upset or yell or scream or whatever. He's very calm, very cool. Um, and we just dealt with it. And so it was great. And I remember this one morning, I think, in getting up in, I think we slept in Texas, getting up the next morning, he was out ahead of me and he was just like videotaping the sunrise, you know, with the camera that we'd had. Um, and then we had a conversation on camera, which I still have. And it was like, you know, that's, that to me will always be, the greatest memory. There are personal memories for me, of course, but that one, that's the most treasured. So, yeah. Uh, what about you? Um, God, there's so many flooding. I don't think I have a singular one. There's a million with, like, as a kid growing up, um, small little moments, uh-huh. uh, going to my grandma's house and being excited to sleep on the couch, but I just loved going to my grandma's house. So I just knew I was there to have a good time. Cause my, everybody was, you know, it was, it was always pleasurable. Everybody yeah. was on their best behavior. Not saying that they would get into fights or anything, but they were all right. in good moods. So it was just five, six days of fun. Yeah. Uh, going to Disney as a kid. Uh, I love that. Oh, yeah. I remember I was, um, after I graduated high school and I was helping my mom with a painting project and, uh, she talked to me like an adult for the first, like a full adult. Wow. Then they had spoken to me. My parents never talked down to me, always right, right. treated me with basically the same respect I gave them. But I found out things about both my parents' past while we were painting just because we were in the same room together for yeah. like eight hours working. I was like, wow, that's – and then, yeah, so many memories with Catherine and being different places. Yeah, I don't think I have a singular one, but there's a whole bunch. I mean, I guess we're both blessed in that way. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know. I mean, yeah, I got a million with – yeah, same thing. Yeah, a million with only a million, uh, with you know things I've done, you know, whatever. It's yeah, I hear you absolutely. Yeah, things could have been infinitely worse. I oh yeah, was absolutely blessed to have uh, two parents that did everything they could to raise me as well as they could. Gave me a home, education, uh, got a loving wife. Like I've, I've lucked out in a yeah. lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't think I have a 
singular one where like that's the best just because there's so many like well at this age it was i remember this this was amazing yeah and i also remember some of the you know the least treasured some things oh, that yeah. i wish i could take back <sighs> yeah those are the yeah. ones to remember in certain moments i hate that because as i'm getting older there's less ability for me to like stop my mouth and I'll be in the shower and remember some memory for what, for whatever random reason. And I'll blurt out a response to the memory. <laughs> and then Lily will be like, what happened in there? <laughs> uh, nothing. Just something came to my head and I couldn't, you know, put it to bed in that moment. So, but yeah, you're right. The, the, the uncherished memories are the ones that can sometimes surprise yeah. you and still come up. Yeah. I want to apologize to my mom for something I said when I was like 10. <laughs> It's still, I still, I still hold it with me because I didn't know at the time. Of course, yeah. Um, I was regurgitating a joke I heard, mm. but when I said it to her, she took it as something like directly at her, and Oof. she ran off crying. Wow! And yeah, That's and I, I didn't understand because I was just like, oh, I just read this joke. It was in a comic strip, right? And I said it back, and not, and then years later. I happened to have the thought and I was like, oh my God, but I don't want to bring it up because what if she's forgotten? <laughs> so and it's, it, un, it's an unspoken, uh, an unspoken thing between you guys. Is that true? Unspoken? Thing? No, no. Uh, okay. For me, it is. I, who my knows life. if she's okay. ever thought about it ever again. Right. She tells your uh, dad all the time how much she's waiting for you to apologize. For <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be brutal because I've wanted to for years. Ever since I realized, like, I got old enough and I started to self-reflect. Oh, yeah, of course. It's just like, uh, oh, my God, that was I, – I agree with her. She was had every right <laughs> to be upset in that moment. Um, but I was a dumb kid. Uh, yeah, I've got several of those where I'm just like, God, if I could have done that differently, I would happily go back and change that. <laughs> you should end the story with, and that's how I knew I was destined to be in stand-up comedy. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> – Possibly. There were other things, actually, that were more motivating. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> and it's like I, I've got buddies that uh, basically put all their faults at their parents' feet. And I'm like, you take Oof. no responsibility? Because I, I think all no. the vast majority, if not all of my foibles, are mine. Because I can understand, even if they taught me one thing, I can change yeah. that behavior. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they're they're mine. I own them. Yeah, uh, no, I agree with you 100%. You, it, it's a balance, right? Yes, your parents maybe didn't raise you in the right way or didn't give you the right emotional tools, whatever. But in the end, you still got to take responsibility for your actions. So put some blame with them. If you need to give them blame for yourself, fine. But then also take responsibility for your shit because that's about growing up, you know? Yeah. So balance of both. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Just like a buddy, 100%. No, it's all their fault. You're like, I. <laughs> He's older than me too. When he told me this was like ten years ago, yeah. And I was like, "You're pushing forty at this point, really? You're carrying that still?" Okay, it's a lot to carry. Yeah, and a lot to lay at their feet. It's like this. That's isn't... true. That's true. I I know you, uh, and I've <laughs> met actually some of your siblings. I don't believe that even if your parents did a bad job, you're still a good person. So, how awful could it have been? Every story you've told me of your childhood seems pretty picturesque. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, some people need it, man. Um, what do you value most in a friendship? Um, I think, uh, how can I say this? Considerate honesty. That's what I value most in a friendship. Like, yeah, be, yeah, just be honest, be there. Um, 
Um, yeah, that's and be respectful of presenting it if there's an issue, whatever you know, like reach out, you know, things like that. Those are really important, and they kind of um, establish things. And and I think the number one thing, and I'm discovering this, you know, as kind of as I'm moving into a new phase of my life and stage of my life, is like, um, don't talk shit about me. <laughs> don't talk shit about me. Uh, just come talk to me. If I find out you talk shit about me, it's like, it's fucking terrible. Cause then you're, you're, you're in my face and you're lying. Cause I, you're not yeah. being the friend I thought you were. And when I find out and I found out, you know, recently that some people I knew really well, um, who I've never, you know, talked to, talk, talk any shit about it or, or little shit about at were have been saying stuff. And it's like, man, fuck, what a heartbreaking thing. And so I was like, okay, that's that. And it's just unfortunate, you know, but. That's that's life, and so to me, considered honesty is always the number one thing. You know? Yeah, honesty is the first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, say to my face, yeah, whatever you're gonna say. If you don't like me, fine. Yeah, I have zero problem with that, and that's the policy. I won't say anything behind your back. I wouldn't say to your face, right? So I'm not gonna talk shit. If if I were to talk shit about you to someone, if you showed up suddenly, I would say the exact same thing to you. Yeah, yeah. I don't like you for these reasons. Yeah. I'd rather be honest with you than be like, hey, that's yeah. one of the things that uh, I learned and really uh, cemented by moving to Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> the sheer amount of fake people. Oh, yeah, dude. And it's fine. You just have to take it with a grain of salt and be like, nah, I, I think that person's full of shit. Right. Uh, and there's quite a few of them, but if they were to come up to me and whatever, ask me, I'd be like, yeah, I think you're full of shit. I think you're yeah. duplicitous and, uh, you know, you talk to me because you think you can get something out of me or I can benefit you in some way or capacity. So yeah. that's why you're kind to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My closest friends are as honest as can be. Will tell me <laughs> anything to my face. They have the same policy and that's why we're friends. It's just like, it's perfect. Uh, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. I got one buddy that most people are fearful of just because he has such a cutting tongue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like him because it's just like whatever he's saying is 100% honest. This is <laughs> – it's amazing. I've seen him do it. I saw him once uh, – he's a comic. In the comedy store, a lawyer came up to us when we were talking. And he's like, oh, I, I just moved here. And he's like, do you know him? And, uh, and I was like, oh, we met briefly. And he gets within two, three feet. And he's like, hey. He comes to say hello to my friend. He's like, don't trust this dude. If there's ever anybody that stood over a dead hooker, it's him. <laughs> and he was standing right there and he was like, what? Come on. And he's like, dude, you are creepy. You know that, right? Uh, <laughs> and the guy's like, oh, that's not. But I've seen him do that to 50 people. But I. That's genius. Uh, but the nice thing is I know I've always known where I stood with him because yeah. if he doesn't like you. He'll just tell you to your fucking face. Or he might not even make fun of you because he doesn't like you. So yeah. it's not worth his time. He yeah. Doesn't feel, yeah, precisely. Like but I, it, it's incredible. It's I never understood uh, how a court jester could work until I met him <laughs> because I've seen him say terrible things to people and they want nothing more than for him to like them. Yeah. And he's just like, I don't you're, you suck. <laughs> and just will walk away, and you're like, that is so impressive. That is so impressive. Uh, yeah, when people say that phrase, 
you know, don't care what other people think. They always look at it as a positive, but there are people who legitimately don't care what other people think. Yeah, no, it's and say whatever they want, and it's like, well, no, that's not what it really meant. No, this is the pure form of it. You, yeah. you don't get to control how that exists. Yeah, yeah, this is. You might be able to change his thinking, right, or right. mine, or yours, or anyone else's, but uh, yeah. for the time being, you have to deal with the fact that, you know, I think you're dog shit. Yeah. Uh, Fair enough. But yeah. Um, I learned that lesson over the years. I just had a few friends at younger ages and formative years that just would say one thing to my face and then turn around and do something completely different because it benefited them at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I just learned it's like, you know what? I don't want to be like that. Yeah. So I will be honest with you if I, you know, I will never say something behind your back that I won't say to your fucking face. Yeah. Agreed. I've never, uh, I've never understood that. So yeah. Um, all right. Well, there we go. We should run it there with 30 minutes. Thank you so much uh, for those questions, Mike Chapit. And uh, what was the next one? What was the last one? Nick Baldwin. Nick Baldwin. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Um, and thanks for listening to this episode and, or watching this episode of Topic Thunder. Matt, what do we have to tell them? You can follow the show on Twitter at Top 10 Show, all spelled out. Otherwise, on YouTube and Instagram, it is forward slash the Top 10 Podcast with the number 10. And if you'd like to participate... Uh, with this show and everything else that we do, head over to patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10 and hit us up. We'd love to have you. Uh, and you can follow me anywhere at Matt Nost. And you can follow me at the Roka says, all right, y'all take care of yourselves. Be well. And we'll talk to you next time with another brand new episode of Topic Thunder. Ooh.